The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is August 19th and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Today I will be recapping and going over the standouts from this year's incredible summer league, which will include the MVP or MVPs, question mark, <laughs> the All Summer League first and second teams, and my top 20 rookies from this summer league. And also a few disappointing rookies as well. And yes, I said top 20. I wanted to be top 10, but I just could not squeeze it, narrow my list down to 10 because these rookies were incredible. So I have my top 20 and just deal with it, okay? (laughs) But it was uh, incredible and let's just get straight to it like it's nothing to it. First, the NBA and the Summer League officially named their first team standouts. And second team standouts. I'll start with second team. So, Cade Cunningham was named to the All-Summer League second team. Luca Garza, Jalen Green, Paul Reed, and Patrick Williams. So, that's three rookies in there. Bravo, my rookies. Uh, For the All-Summer League first team, for some reason, they named seven players to the first team and five to the second team. Don't know what was up with that, but... Oh, well. <laughs> for, for the first team, they named Jalen Johnson from the Hawks, Davion Mitchell, Trey Murphy, Peyton Pritchard, Jalen Smith, Cam Thomas, and Obi Toppin. And that is four rookies right there on the first team. Four out of seven and three out of five. So uh, the rookies really, that shows the rookies really showed up, played great. Because it was not just first-year and second-year players in the summer league. It was players uh, with all types of experience, even some 30-year-old players in the summer league. So it's very impressive that so many rookies made the first and second team. And like I said, I have a top 20 list I'm going to go over because they were that great um, overall. For the summer league MVP slash MVPs, Spoiler alert, but no, there were co-MVPs for the Summer League. Surprisingly, I would say so, but Davion Mitchell and Cam Thomas. Davion Mitchell only averaged 11 points and 6 assists per game, So, but his team, Sacramento Kings, went undefeated, including winning the championship. Um, so you have to figure they factored in winning with him in addition to his tremendous defense. I mean, throughout the summer league, he shut down James Booknight, Peyton Pritchard, everyone on the Memphis Grizzlies pretty much. And, I mean, he just showed that he was a lockdown defender and made the Kings look really smart in drafting him because there were a lot of question marks about his size and his role with the Kings. But when you see him playing in the summer league and him locking down some of the most talented offensive players uh, in basketball, he's proven everything that he needs to prove. And he's had some pretty good offensive games as well, but nothing too far as standing out. I believe his high might have been 11 points, but 
he did the other things that made him a co-MVP in the Summer League opinion. Um, the other player, Cam Thomas, was the obvious Summer League MVP. He, um, by far, uh, scored more points than anyone else in the Summer League. He averaged 27 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds, 1 steal. So you notice those other stats are not that impressive. But he's just an unstoppable scoring force. Uh, he, If he gets those assists up, I mean, watch out. He's ready to start on an NBA team almost right away. I mean, and then, and I don't mean just start and be there. I mean, start and be very good. So, unfortunately, he is on the Nets. And long as Kyrie is there, he's not going to be starting. But Kyrie has been known to miss some games. So, we shall see. But it's going to be an exciting future for Cam Thomas and the Brooklyn Nets. And we will see how that goes. Just, you know, because this show is the all-rookie podcast, I mainly only focus on the rookies. But I will give a shout-out to some of the players that are not just rookies that had tremendous summer leagues as well. I'll just name, like, two or three players. And then I'll get to my standouts. As far as scoring the ball, Tyrese Maxey was the second leading scorer in all of summer league. Like I said, Cam Thomas was number one at 27 points per game. Tyrese Maxey was number two at 26. Desmond Bain was number three at 24. And you got to give a shout out to Trey Jones. He scored 23 points per game. But, you know, Obi Toppin played great. Patrick Williams had some really good games. Uh, You know, Jalen Noel, you have to give him a shout out as well because he's a player that was highly touted but hasn't really played much in the NBA. And he averaged 22 and a half points per game in the summer league. So it's very promising for him. But a lot of players, a lot of young players, because you have to remember these second year players now did not have a summer league last year because of COVID. So I also have to give a shout out to um, Jalen Smith from the Phoenix Suns because he was considered a bust by many. But as far as this summer league, he averaged 16 points and uh, I believe 12 and a half rebounds. So that's incredible. If he would have did that last summer league, which we didn't have, he would not be considered a bust like he is now. He probably would have got more minutes on the Suns as well. So I just have to get a shout-out to some of those players. And shout-out to Bo Bo also. 22 points per game in the summer league. We will see if Denver will ever get him some minutes to go in the game. But I can go on and on about all these other players, but we're going to focus, shift our focus back to the rookies. And I'll start with my top standout rookies. They were the aforementioned Cam Thomas, averaging, you know, the leading scorer of Summer League to 27 points per game. Jalen Green, he only played three Summer League games out of five, but he played incredible. Unfortunately, he finished with a hamstring injury in one of the games. So if he wouldn't have had that, his scoring average would have been a little bit higher as well. But... 20 points, 4 boards, and 2 assists over the length of the Summer League. He says the hamstring's not an issue. He will be fine. And you have to hope so. No one wants to deal with a hamstring. But fortunately, we have a couple months before the season gets going. But Jalen Green, super impressive. Next, another guy that I would say could easily have been the Summer League uh, MVP as well. I would have to say... Omer Yurt 7. He had an incredible summer league as well. Let me find his stats right here. 
because I think I have the wrong number. Yes, okay. I ha- he averaged 20 points per game. I had 27 for some reason. I was like, hold on, he did not average 27. No, but he averaged 20 points per game, 10 rebounds, 1 steal, and 3 blocks per game. Tremendous all-around production. He was a player that was from a previous draft but has not yet played in the NBA. So he's still considered a rookie, but he plays so great in the summer league. He got himself a contract, and he will have a role for the Miami Heat this year. So Omer Yurt 7, he would be my co-MVP with Cam Thomas. Next, we have Bones Highland. He averaged 20 points, 3 boards, 5 assists. Uh, he really came on late. First game, he didn't play. But other than that, he came on late and started balling the last three games. So that's great to see for Denver. Uh, next, we have Jalen Johnson, 19 points, 9.5 rebounds, 2 assists, and 1 block. He came from day one playing incredible throughout the uh, entire summer league. And day one, you knew the Hawks got a steal at pick 20. Next, I'll say Kay Cunningham, 19 points, 6 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals, and 1 block. So it's good that he's got a little bit in every category. Uh, first summer league game was a little rough for Cade. I think he only scored like 12 points, and everyone was a little bit worried because Jalen Green went off the first game. But he settled in pretty well and got those stats up, played better throughout the summer league. And I think he will be just fine. He was not the best rookie in summer league, though. So, you know, during the regular season, we expect those numbers to change. There was a lot of players that, like Cam Thomas, were great in the summer league, but during the season, their minutes will not be the same. They're going to be playing behind other players. Um, and Cade Cunningham is not going to have that issue. So he will be getting all the minutes he can handle on the Pistons and all the room to make all the mistakes he needs to and learn from them until he can flourish and, you know, take off with a run and start. But Cade Cunningham still makes my standout list. Chris Duarte, another player, 18 points, 4 boards, 4 assists, 2.5 steals, and 2 blocks per game. Incredible. One of the most impressive rookies to me, honestly. He performed like a top 10 pick. He was pick number 13. He performed like a top 10 pick. He was incredible. The knock on him was his age. He, uh, There's no more knock on him. You can throw that out the window. So... Uh, he played tremendous. The Pacers have a great player right there. You know the Warriors really wanted him at 14. They say after the draft, they were still trying to trade to get Chris Duarte. And the Pacers were like, no, no, no. We're we're keeping him. And we, you can see why. Next, I have Alperin Sangoon. 14.5 points, 11 boards, 3 assists, 1 steal, and 3 blocks per game. Tremendous, tremendous production. Especially in the first three games. Killing it, um, showing, I mean, honestly showing that he's probably the best center in this draft. And that was not expected at all. It is just Summer League, but he tremendously outplayed Evan Mobley. But we will see if how that changes in the regular season. But Alperin Sengun, in my opinion, I had him mocked going seventh. He was definitely a top 10 pick in my league, and top 10 pick in my opinion. I had him mock seventh all year, honestly, all some all uh, off season leading up to the draft. He fell to 16th for some reason, and then at 16, OKC, he was sitting right there in their laps, and they passed on him and they traded the pick to the Rockets. The Rockets got a steal here, 
I mean, honestly, it's looking like OKC completely botched this whole draft. It's hard to say because two of their guys are injured, but the two guys they passed up on uh, are killing it right now, and they have nothing to show for at this point. Um, so, like at number at pick six, they could have had you know Jonathan Kaminga, uh, Chris Duarte, Davion Mitch. I mean, so many players they drafted Josh Giddy. At pick 16, obviously, they could have had Alperin Sengun. They're so busy being worried about getting the first pick in the draft, they're passing up on top 10 talent for draft picks and potential. But that's me going off on a tangent about OKC. I really think they completely screwed this draft, but oh well. The Rockets got a great player, great potential player in Alperin Sengun. Next, we have Trey Murphy, 16 points. Seven boards, three assists, two steals, one block. He came in playing tremendous for the Pelicans. He and Najee Marshall, who's a second-year player, putting up pretty much identical stats. So they're showing, they're proving that the Pelicans will have a lot of depth and talent. And Trey Murphy, I mean, he honestly looked like one of the best rookies in this class. And he was picked uh, 17th. That's crazy. Next, I have Luca Garza. He truly impressed me the whole summer league. 15 points, almost 10 rebounds, and one block per game. And he's a guy that no one had faith in. No one expected to be anything, really. Uh, he's super late pick in the draft. and But, I mean, he was the number one player in college. You know, he was the college player of the year. Most of the time, those guys don't pan out in the league. So, that's why he wasn't thought of as much. They figured his defense is terrible. It won't translate to the pros, his scoring. But in Summer League, it did. He played tremendous. A lot of 20 and 10 games and all-around great production. I think he can immediately be the backup center for the Pistons. But I think they signed him on a two-way contract, so I don't know if he'll be able to stay up with the team all year. But developing this year and look out for next year. Next we have Jalen Suggs. His stats are a little low because he injured himself, and he only played three games, I believe. Um, but he scored average 15.6 boards, two assists, two steals, and one block. His games where he played the full game were tremendous. He looked like the best player in the draft. You know, In my mocks, I had him mocked at number two in every mock draft I did. I did three of them. <laughs> and he was on it, well on his way to you know fulfilling that until he... He fell. I thought he injured his hand. What I'm from what I've heard, he sprained his thumb, and that was in game three. So they figured no reason to play him in the next two games. We see what he can do. No need him risking injuring our future. So, but Jalen Suggs, tremendous summer league. Unfortunately, it was cut short. But um, also have to mention Jonathan Kaminga, 17 points, six boards, two assists, one and a half steals, and one block. He came in playing just like he did in the G League. Those numbers are pretty much identical to his G League stats. And he was playing a lot of G League competition, but in addition, more rookies. And, you know, he played well. His size uh, showed up well for him. And he's still raw offensively. But when you're raw offensively and can score 17 points a game, your future is really bright, especially when you're on the Golden State Warriors. When If there's any team can get your offense better, it will be the Golden State Warriors. Next, I have Josh Christopher. He averaged 17 points, four boards, four assists, and one and a half steals per game. 
he was playing very well. Um, his defense stood out to a lot of people because coming into the draft, I figured he was just a offensive player. Uh, and, you know, those kind of come a dime a dozen. So he could have been a first-round pick, could have been a second-round pick. But his defense shows that that will get him on the court. And for the Rockets, a team that's experimenting, it's great to see Josh Christopher showing up. He His production ramped up once Jalen Green went down, and he was able to score a little bit more points with Jalen Green out of the mix. So some of this is because Jalen Green wasn't there, but Josh Christopher, regardless, played really well this summer league. Next, James Booknight, 17 points as well, three boards, four assists, one steal, one block. If it wasn't for that one game against Davion Mitchell, his stats would be even better. I mean, Davion Mitchell held, held him to 11 points. Uh, but James Booknight, uh, still for the Hornets, really good offensive game. He's just got to get better all around, and he is going to have to work on his game as far as playing guys like Davion Mitchell because there are a couple of guys like that in the league that are going to give him fits. But it's a promising sign for the Hornets. Next, I have Scotty Barnes, 15.5 points, 7 boards, 3 assists, 1 steal, and 2 blocks. He, he's an all-around player. He can do it all. Great production in multiple categories. As long as he gets the minutes, he's going to be a fantasy darling for a lot of people. And, you know, Pascal Siakam is going to miss some in the beginning of the season because he's out with a surgery right now. And that's an opportunity for Scotty Barnes to shine. So keep an eye out on him. Love his game. Quentin Grimes, 15 points, 6 boards, 3 assists for the Knicks. Uh, very impressive, especially the last few games. He got those points ups in the 20s. Really found his groove. And his teammate, Miles McBride, also makes the list. 15 points, 3.5 boards, 3.5 assists, and 1 steal per game. Same goes for him. He put up some 20-pointers in, in the Summer League. And the Knicks have two young guys right here that are pretty much steals in the draft, honestly. Um, they traded back a lot in this draft. But if they would have just took these guys at 19 and 21, you really couldn't laugh at them. I mean, so I think the Knicks had a good draft after all. Um, and they had a couple more guys, too, as well, that played decent for them. But Miles McBride looked really good out there. Speaking of point guards, Sharif Cooper, 15 points and 7 steals. He was playing tremendous. I think he had an issue um, to where he left one of the games as well because his stats were better than this. And I think they went down because he had to leave a game. And then he was in a COVID protocol situation. But Sharif Cooper's play was better than this 15 points and 7 assists. I said steals. <laughs> 7 assists per game. He, but Because when he played, it was tremendous. And everyone was reminded, why was he the 48th pick in the draft? No one thought he would get past 28. And he went all the way to 48. So... We still don't really have exactly have word on why that happened, but Sharif Cooper made a lot of teams look very foolish, and he made the Hawks look very smart. Um, next, we have Josh Primo, 14.5 points, 3.5 boards, 2.5 assists, 1 steal, 1.5 blocks per game. Another player that made a lot of teams look stupid in a different way because he was drafted so high. Josh Primo was drafted 12th by the Spurs. A lot of people were like, what the bloop are the Spurs doing? Like, this guy should not even been in the first round. 
But Josh Primo played tremendous a lot of games. He had some games over 20 points. He showed uh, his shooting ability. And not only that, because he was known for his shooting, he showed his playmaking and ability to drive to the basket. And he didn't really show that in college. He only scored eight points in college. And to come into the summer league and score almost double that, 14 and a half points, it shows that he was used wrong or just used in a limited fashion. And the Spurs clearly saw that he is more than what he showed in college. And they have so far been proven right. So great job on Josh Primo. Next, I have my first undrafted, first and only undrafted player that made my list. Eugene Omarui, he is from the Dallas Mavericks. They had no draft picks in this draft, but they found a good one here. He averaged 15 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 block per game. So you have to love that, especially an undrafted free agent. Um, he should make this team and you know be very productive. Uh, so that is a great deal for them. They also had Carleek Jones, who played incredible as well so the Mavericks didn't have any draft picks but they nailed it with their undrafted rookies and finally I have Moses Moody he scored 16 points he's last on my list because he only had the three rebounds and not many other uh, stats but offensively he played very well and he's he's pretty much ready to go he's a player that can do it can do exactly what the Warriors need. It's just a matter of him getting minutes um, because Kaminga is kind of the raw talent and Moody is the ready-to-go talent. So they have one of each. It just depends on if he can get minutes on the Warriors. So those are my top 20 rookies. You know, there's some guy. If you think I left someone out, you let me know. Uh, it was too many to name, really. <laughs> but I tried to get as many in there as I could. But it was... Um, an incredible summer league for them, and you can't really knock anyone because they all showed their talent for the most part. But some guys that disappointed me, I have, let me see, did I have five or six? I put down six players <laughs> that disappointed me a little bit. You know, I expected more. Um, but let's start with Evan Mobley. You know, I mentioned how well Aperin Sangoon looked, and he was drafted uh 14, 13 spots behind Evan Mobley. And he looked almost twice as good as Evan Mobley. So Evan Mobley still has some work to do. I had Evan Mobley mocked fourth because I knew that rawness was still there to his game. You see the potential where he can be an all-star, Chris Bosh type of player. But he's not there yet. He shows flashes of it. He's still raw. And... You know, I think that showed in the summer league. But it's nothing for the Cavs to worry about. The Cavs are not trying to win this year. They will be spending their time developing Evan Mobley. And if they're patient with him, it will pay off. He averaged 11 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 blocks per game. So the blocks are good. You want the points to definitely go up more. and But you also have to remember it's a matter of summer league. He didn't really have a true point guard playing with him in the summer league. And a lot of guys are out to, you know, show themselves off as opposed to dumping down to the big man. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. When he plays with Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, 
he might look even better in the regular season, which to us would be, we would think it's going to be harder in the regular season. But for him, it could be easier. So he's, he's not on track to be a bust or anything like that. It's just was a little disappointing that he wasn't more productive. Another player in that same boat, Jaden Springer, 11 points, two and a half boards, two and a half assists, one steal. I mean, it's just nothing excites you there. Um, I think the Sixers went the safe route. Um, there were some other guys on the uh, draft board, like Cam Thomas, they could have selected, but they went with Jaden Springer because he has a little bit more defense to his game. Well, a lot more defense to his game, but... It was an interesting pick. I mean, you know, um, Deuce McBride was also, Miles McBride was also on the available, and they chose Jaden Springer. So that's going to be interesting to see if Jaden Springer is going to be a starting caliber guard or if he will be a regret for the Sixers. We shall see. Too early to tell. But um, next we have Keon Johnson, the Clippers first-round pick, who they traded up for. Eight and a half points. Five rebounds, two assists, and one steal. I mean, he was up and down during the summer league, but to be a first-round pick that you were traded for and you're on a team that, you know, is not loaded with talent, you want to see more than eight and a half points. In my opinion, I had Keon Johnson as a super raw player that I was not high on. And, you know, people love his athleticism, but... He's really not a polished player, and I think he needs more uh, of a learning curve than Jonathan Kaminga. I mean, I think he's a long way away from being a productive player, and that kind of showed in this summer league. But it's going to be interesting to see what the Clippers do without Kawhi for the whole year or most of the year. If he's going to get minutes, is Brandon Boston going to get minutes? Brandon Boston did impress also, and he was barely drafted, so... Keon Johnson should have looked better than Brandon Boston, considering the draft capital, but Brandon Boston looked much better than Keon Johnson. So next we have Corey Kispert. Decent. I mean, it's kind of to be expected. Nine and a half points, two and a half rebounds, two steals. It's not horrible, but I mean he was drafted 15th. So, I mean, that was ahead of that was ahead of Alperin Sengun. You know, that was ahead of Jalen Johnson. Uh, a lot of really good players were picked. Uh, Trey uh, Murphy. A lot of players, great players, were picked behind Corey Kispert. So for him to be the 15th pick in a draft, which is not his fault, it's the Wizards. Um, that's what they felt they needed for his team, for their team. You want to see a guy like that perform much better. And he was average at best. I mean, one game, I, I'm, he either went one for seven or one for eight from three point range. And that's his sole purpose, pretty much, for being on the team is shooting threes. So, I mean, that's it's not really. You know, you're not gonna get a star, but you're hoping you're gonna get a player that's gonna be able to perform for you. So, I mean, the Wizards, they're gonna have to keep developing Corey Kispert. I liked him coming out of college, but you wondered if the his game would translate, and so far it has not really. But decent, decent. Another player I didn't think would translate, Franz Wagner. Uh, he scored eight points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal. This was the eighth pick in the draft. 
Um, I never thought he should have been a top 10 pick. I didn't think he should have been a top 20 pick. Uh, I had him mocked going around 24th because he could have fit the role as a fourth draft pick for the Rockets as a role player. But really, he probably wasn't a first-round pick, in my opinion, with all the talent in this class. But everyone was salivating over Franz Wagner. And it still could come to fruition, but he's shown me what I expected. He's a decent role player. And, you know... That's not that's that's disappointing because that's not what you want in the eighth pick of the draft. So we shall see if he continues to develop and will fit this team better in the regular season. Next, I had Trey Mann. He averaged nine points, four and a half boards, three and a half assists, one steal, one block. And I can't be too hard on him because he did only play two games, so I kind of give him a pass. Um, but you know, he was another player that I was surprised that OKC drafted. They drafted Josh Giddy and uh you know at the seventh pick. Why would you turn around and draft Trey Mann when you have Josh Giddy, Shay Ge- Alex say SGA, Shea Gilkers Alexander. You have you even have Th- Theo Maladon, Theo Maladon, and then you draft Trey Mann when there are other positions of need that you could have filled. So that's very weird. But um Speaking of OKC, the last player I'm going to mention is Josh Giddy. He was disappointing, but it wasn't really his fault. He got injured. You know, he drove to the rack, had a nice dunk, and that was his only highlight. That was his only score of this whole summer league. He got injured shortly after that. So we didn't really get to see him, and that was he was a player that everyone really wanted to see because he was a shocking selection at pick number seven. And so you want to see if, okay, well, he's playing great against these summer league guys. Maybe it was worth it. But he is one that we did not get to see, did not get to find that out about. So we will have to wait until the regular season. But I just figured I would go over, you know, the MVPs, super important, all summer league first team and second team. You know, we followed the summer league every game. All throughout it. So it's only right that we recapped everything. And I gave you my standouts. And I have to say. This rookie class is looking very impressive. And I think this is probably one of the best summer leagues. You will ever remember. (laughs) And that was ever. You know. Recorded I should say. But super fun. Super fun. And we will see what comes next from these rookies. You know whatever it is. I'll be on it for you. Uh, Thank you all for listening. If you love the show, like the show, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend, you know, like, subscribe, rate, and review, five star, please. And thank you all for listening. I'm out of here. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.